Father, we bless you. expressions of your grace and we ask that you take us deeper this morning we ask that you help us to lift our gaze beyond the, the, the swelling of the oceans the rising of the oceans that we lift our gaze beyond the winds and the waves Thank you for a deeper dimension today. Thank you for a greater supply of your spirit this season. Lord, as we approach your word this morning, we ask that you minister grace to every hearer. Let there be an outpouring of your spirit. Thank you for the unction that makes the teaching and the preaching of your word easy. Help us to open our hearts to your word today. Let there be an entrance of your word into every heart. Holy Spirit, heal, save, deliver, and set free in this service. We celebrate your presence that is here. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. And everybody say, tell everybody says, will you appreciate the elevation praise of praise for that wonderful Wonderful, wonderful ministration. It's a place of the manifestations of your faith and the depths and the breadth of trust in God. That is, you know, just beyond borders. The song, you know, speaks to some of the things that we go through. And in the scriptures, you, you see... Uh, two particular references Jesus and the, uh, 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 sleeping in the boat and the disciples were becoming very frantic you know, bailing out water don't you care that we perish and he said, oh you of little faith yeah so can you help me ask your neighbor can you sleep in the midst of, <laughs> of the storm yeah. that is to be steady and steadfast <laughs> he wasn't only sleeping he had pillow he had a pillow. He rested his head in the midst of the storm. So we go through the storm. The oceans will, will rise. But will you remain steady and steadfast? Is somebody still with me this morning? Will you remain steady and steadfast? Will you be like Peter, my second reference? Lord, if it is you, call me to come. Will you step on water and attempt something that you've never attempted before? Nobody in the lineage of Peter has ever walked on water. Yet he had the presence of mind and the kind of common sense that is not common to be able to even ask, Lord, if it is you, come it, let me come. Because you are walking on water and I think I can also try it. Call me, let me come. The certain things, the certain things that God will be calling you into in this season, it will be like walking on water. The only thing you need is a deeper walk with God, a depth in the spirit, so that your trust will be boundless and limitless. You can just trust him anyhow and take the first step. If only you can take the first step and keep your eyes above, you know, the swelling of the waters. And then you know that you can literally walk on water. 
pray for you this morning that in 2017 you will walk on water. I cannot hear your amen. In 2017 you will do things that you have never done before. You will do it with grace. You will do it with strength. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said you will do it with grace. You will do it with strength. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you this morning that your faith will not fail. Can you help me look at your neighbor? Give them a big smile and tell them your faith will not fail. Yeah. Somebody looking at me this morning, somebody watching on the internet, I tell you from my heart, and I believe this is by the Spirit of God, God will honor your faith this year. Your faith will produce tangible results in the name of the Lord Jesus. The only responsibility you have is to keep building it. Keep giving it strength. Keep giving it strength. Keep building your faith. Your faith will produce results. Tangible results. Tangible results. As we get into the word of God this morning, we're still on the series, Steady and Steadfast, Anchored. How do you anchor your soul on Jesus so that when the wind and the waves will come, you will remain steady and steadfast? So you can be that kind of person that can sleep in the midst of the storm. You're not sleeping because you are on, you know, you, 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 you can't be bothered. No. There's something that you know that makes you, you know, take that posture in the midst of the wind and the waves. You're not sleeping because you have given up that wherever the wave will carry us. No. That's, that's the wrong posture. You're sleeping because you are fully assured of where it's all going to end. You're fully assured that it's all going to end in victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. Let's share the word of God this morning. New debts. That's what I've titled it. New debts. Tell your neighbor it's time to go into debts. It's time to step into the deeper waters. Glory be to Jesus. As we, as we started this week in grace, you will hand it in grace. Somebody's having a new testimony this week. In the precious name of Jesus. My God will call you into deeper waters. You will not fail. You will respond appropriately. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I said in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. A steadfast spirit needs strength. For you to keep a steadfast spirit, you need strength. And, you know, one way to strength is when we start to adopt certain spiritual growth habits that will create stability in our heart. Stability in our heart. Stability in our heart. One thing that I want us to understand this morning is that you can only be steady and steadfast if there is strength in your, in your heart. To believe God and to trust him. So, but there's a possibility for your mind to become the endurance to that journey of stability. That's what we're looking into this morning. It's a possibility that your mind will become an endurance. In the story, in the song that we read, when Peter was called and said, come. And Peter started to walk on water. What Peter started to see started to affect his mind. As long as he looked at Jesus, he walked on water. When he looked at the boisterous wind and the waves, he started to sink. Are you still with me today? But you know the good thing about that story? It's an interesting one. Every time you attempt to walk on water, even if you sink, Jesus will always be present to lift you. 
The other disciples were there, or they didn't walk. And some of them, when they get home, they will tell the story. Ah! Peter attempted to walk on water today. He sank so badly. If not for Jesus, his wife would have become a widow. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think that how cowards will report that story? They will not re- report it that he actually walked on water. The only thing that happened was that he shifted his gaze. And because of that, he started to sink. That's the full story. And even when he started to sink, Christ was present to pull him up. The important thing was that he made it to the side of Jesus. <laughs> While some people were still in the boat. Are you still with me today? You will not remain in the boat. Yeah. I said you will not remain in the boat. Yeah. yeah. As we step into 2017, it's time to step out of the boat. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of the things that hid in action. Step out from, you know, the structures that you have created to hide stagnancy. Step out of all the excuses that you have created for yourself, for you, I mean, for life not to be meaningful. That's what I'm saying this morning. Because the boat is a place of, of familiarity and comfort and, you know, not wanting to try something new, not wanting to, you know, do anything differently. Just sitting down there, looking pretty, and things are happening, but you are not participating. Opportunities are there, new callings, new visions, new dreams. You just love your boat. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. This is not part of my message. But it's time for you to step out of that boat before God will destroy that boat underneath you. Because when you overstay in a boat, it may start to leak just because of you. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. It's time to, 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 to venture, step out and, you know, do it boldly. Let God be honored. It's a new season coming upon somebody here. It's a new calling coming upon somebody here. You need to be able to embrace it. Say amen, somebody. One of the things that hinder us from anchoring our soul on Christ, walking in full obedience, trusting without boundaries or borders, is our mind. Our mind. And that's what we're examining this morning. How do we get deeper with God to the point where our minds will no longer be an endurance or any form of endurance to where God wants to take us? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, aside from there, and verse number 3, I'll read down to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 down to 6. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. One translation says imaginations or arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Look at this. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is complete. The real place of battle, the battle of faith, of trust, winning the battles of life, is our mind. The Bible says here that the weapon of our warfare, they're not carnal. That means they're not man-made or physical. Man-made or physical. We've come to a point in our nation now where a lot of things are happening. Lots of killing and all that. And people are beginning to resort to man-made weapons. The real enemy of this nation It's not a physical entity. It may be using people, using tribes, using human beings, but it's not a physical entity. The person who ate the soul of Nigeria is not a human being. It may be using human beings. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. The Bible says here that the real war is not physical. 
The only fight that we have been called to fight as believers is a fight of faith. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. says, fight a good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. It's a fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. And the fight of faith is fought in the mind. So you look at what Paul was writing about here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. All the critical words used in this passage of the Bible, they all suggest that our real fight is fought in the mind. So when we, let's walk through it together. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we live in the physical, he said, our warfare is not according to physical things that we can touch. The flesh. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not canal, not fleshly or physical. He said, but mighty true God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's the first word there, strongholds. Strongholds is a military terminology. They talk about the stronghold of the enemy. They talk about, you know, an encampment, a place of strength for the enemy. That's a stronghold. That's where they derive their strength and their power from. A territory that they are taking over and they are built, you know, a fortress there. And that's where they are, they are holding. That's the place of their strategy, the place of their sustainership and all that. And it's from there they launch. When you want to deal with your enemy, you bomb their stronghold. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. You know, we've been told over and again that the stronghold of Boko Haram is in Sabisa Forest. And recently they went and raided the place to clear it out. Because when you destroy the stronghold of your enemy, you, you, you decimate their ability to perform. Now, strongholds are not for your own war, it's not in Sabisa Forest. It's not in the hair or anything like that. It's in the mind. There are things that are deep-seated there. That's where the, the, the enemy strength is. For somebody here, it's deep-seated bitterness. When you think about the situation on your own, without anybody being present, you can be crying. That issue is a stronghold. Somebody say with me this morning. Yeah. That issue then becomes a stronghold. Whatever the devil can play around and then it's, it breaks you. The devil knows that with this issue, I can mess this person up. That issue, that thing, in the mind, is a stronghold. And the Bible says that we can pull down those strongholds. We can pull them down. We can pull them down talks about casting down arguments. This argument of it will happen, it will not happen, uh, uh, you know, you will fail, you know, you, it will not fail. Hey, you know, that argument in your mind. Said we can cast them down. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and he said bringing what? Every Oh, you're not present in service today. Every Every where do thoughts reside? In the mind. Bringing down, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we're talking about strong goals, we're talking about argument or imagination. One, one translation says imagination. We talk about thoughts. All these are elements of our mind, they're things in our mind. And that's where the real fight happens. That's where the real fight happens. And the good fight of faith is a fight that you know that you have already won because the victory has been delivered. It's for you to enjoy. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. When something has been paid for and it's been forwarded to you. You have the receipt of pay, for payment. When it arrives at your doorstep, do you pay again? What do you do? You tender the evidence of payment. Am I saying the truth? 
Yeah. It's just as simple as that. And then the Bible says that our faith is that evidence of payment. So faith, Hebrews 11 verse 1, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's, that's that evidence. And I'm saying this faith becomes robust, it becomes deep when you start to do something about what can hinder the death of your faith, which is your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to focus on me as much as you can. When you surrendered your life to Jesus, you gave your life to Jesus, your spirit is the only thing that became born again or experienced a rebirth after the order of Christ. Every other thing about you remains the same. That's why if you were dark skin before you submitted your life to Jesus, after prayers have been offered, you will still remain dark. You can't say because you are now born again, you have to be yellow. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you rem- your, your body remains the same. Your mind invariably remains the same. That's why somebody can give his life to Christ in church today and get out there and still go to do something that he has been accustomed to doing before. That does not nullify the new birth experience. It only confirmed that the mind has not been renewed. Are you still with me today? Yeah. Yeah. So what should the person do? The person should... Ask for forgiveness, repent from that sin, and start a journey of mind renewal. That brings us to Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind has been trained. If you are 30 years old right now, your mind has been t- trained for the last 30 years to behave, act, and live in certain ways. When your spirit experiences a new birth in Christ, the born-again experience, that mind needs now specialized training for the new life. For it not to be an endurance to the expression of your new nature. Because that expression is not going to be automatic. Are you still with me today? No. It's not going to be automatic. It's not going to be automatic. Needs training. That's what the scripture calls the renewer. It's not automatic. It has to be intentional. And an unrenewed mind is an hindrance to the uh, uh, expression of your faith. Because you cannot really express your faith the way you should when the mind is unrenewed. Are you still with me this morning? Your mind is the gateway to your spirit. If your mind is not getting renewed, there isn't much of a change occurring in your spirit. You need to understand that. If your mind is not getting renewed, there isn't much of a change occurring in your spirit. That's why you see a lot of believers who in physical you know, comparison how you can how you can describe them is a 25 year old person who though has the the trappings of a 25 year old but thinks like an 8 year old in the physical that's how it is in the spirit when somebody is supposed to engage the mind for renewal and has been in church, has been born again for so long, but he still thinks in a particular way that will not aid his spiritual development or alignment with the word of God, you just realize that the devil keeps messing the person up just because the way you think is not in line with the word of God. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7, the Bible says, as a man 
thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. My life cannot be separated from my thought. In fact, my life goes in the direction of my most dominant thought. That's how my life goes. In the direction of my most dominant thought. My life goes in the direction of my most dominant thought. Fighting a good fight of faith is not just confessing the scripture. It's renewing my mind. When I start to think differently, things will start to happen differently. Stop fighting human beings. Can I say that one more time? I said, stop fighting human beings. Settle issues in the spirit. Deal with all the arguments in your heart. Deal with the thoughts that are saying that this will not happen, that will not happen. When it is settled in here, it's no longer subject to chance that it's going to happen out there. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? And that's the only way you can be steady and steadfast even when the ocean starts to rise. So your mind needs to be renewed and enlightened. Ephesians 4 and verse 21 down to 24, the Bible says, if in fact you have really heard, heard him and have been taught by him, just as Truth is in Jesus revealed in his life and personified in him that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self completely, discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires and continually renewed the spirit of your mind, having a fresh untarnished mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, God-like, in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. There is a point that we all get to that we must start to take responsibility to continually renew the spirit of our mind. Continually renew the spirit of our mind. So your mind needs renewal and enlightenment if your spirit or your faith will grow. If, you're, if you get into the next level, if you enter into certain depth with God, Now, let's, let's examine how we get into debt with God. Renewing your mind gives an understanding of who you are in Christ and what accrues to you. Before I talk about how you start this journey, let me describe what you look like or what I look like when I refuse to renew my mind. I will not understand who I am in Christ, and what accrues to me. You don't know if you've read the story before, but it was, there was this story about a man who was going to travel through the sea, a, a, a transatlantic voyage. And this guy got into the ship, he raised a little money to buy the ticket, and he had packed, you know, Crackers packed, you know, all kinds of uh, things that he could eat on board. So they would come and serve food. Or ask that people come and eat, he would not show. Because in his own mind, he didn't have money to pay for the food. He did not understand the fact that the ticket covered meals for the entire trip. So sitting down there, Days passed, his friend went to visit him in his, you know, in his cabin and uh, they were gisting. And the man was like, oh, it looks like you have been fasting. You don't have energy. You know, you, you, you're looking pale. The man was like, you know, I just came 
uh, with some biscuit crackers and all that. And, uh, I've been drinking it with water. You know, it was my, all the money that I could raise that I used to buy the ticket. And the man looked at him and laughed. I was like, it's like you don't know that your ticket covered the meals. I mean, I've been going, going, going to eat. I've been eating. That's what happens to us when we are not aware of what has been paid for. Not that some things we beg God for, that you don't have to beg God for it. He has already paid for it. When Christ hung on the cross, he said, what? It is finished. What, what finished? The payment. Payment finished. All done. All we need is access. That's why the Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Access. How do we access what has been paid for? We access it through the knowledge of who we are in Christ Jesus. And it's that same knowledge that keeps us calm even when the wind and the waves start to rise. Because we keep telling ourselves, I know who I am. I know who I am. Even the wind knows its boundary. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? The key issue is, how do I continually renew my mind so that my faith can start to grow? Let's discuss it. Meditation. Meditation. Getting deeper, getting into depths in the word of God that will open me up to my status, open me up to who I am in Christ Jesus. Meditation. Job 32 and verse number 8, the Bible says there's a spirit in man. He said it's the inspiration of the Almighty that gives him understanding, gives him enlightenment. But we need to get into the world to be able to access that. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth. He said, you will meditate in it day and night. And what happens as you meditate? He said, you will observe to do according to all that is written in it. He said, then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall have good success. Somebody say, I will have good success. Oh, come and say it again. Say, I will have good success. Say, in 2017... I will have good success. The Bible says it comes out of meditation. This was a word to Joshua. What was before Joshua at this time? Conquering the land and dividing it to the people of God. And God says, you know what? If only you know who you are. This work will be so easy for you because you will take charge. Without any kind of fear. And how you get into that is that you get into the depth of God's word through meditation. Through meditation. Through meditation. Meditation leads you into what has been paid for that you need to take delivery of. It takes us beyond the surface because you don't get much on the surface. It takes us into depths. Many Christians today don't meditate on God's word. We meditate because meditation is not a, it's not a choice. I, I don't know how to put this better. Meditation is what you do. It's life. It's just that you can meditate. You choose to meditate on this or that. The big question is this. Where do you source the raw materials for your thoughts life from? Because whatever forms your thoughts is already forming your life. So where do you source the raw materials for your thoughts from? The most prevalent thoughts on your mind right now, where did you get the raw materials from? I mean, if only we can be more deliberate about where we source the raw materials for our thoughts from, then we are more deliberate about where our life is going. The moment you lose grip of where you source the raw materials for your thoughts from, you have lost the grip over the direction of your life. That's the truth. Meditation in the word of God is about making the word of God the sole source of the raw materials for your thought life. Yeah. The raw materials for your thought life. 
That's where you get the raw materials for your thought life from. In, in, in Psalm 119 and verse 11, it says, Your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. I have, I'm sourcing the raw materials for my thought from your word. Hiding it in my heart because I know it has a power to take me away from sin. In the same Psalm 119, I can't remember the verse, it says, how, how can a young man cleanse his ways? He said, by taking heed to your commandments. Taking heed there means seizing it and locking it in. He said, you, you, you cleanse your ways. Somebody here may be looking at me right now and the great issue in your life is, I, I will fight sin this year. I will fight sin. You see, you don't have any business fighting sin. Sin is not the issue. The sinner is the problem. Sin has already been taken care of. Jesus paid the price for sin. He dealt with sin already. He wants the sinner to come, submit himself, and start to renew his mind. We don't win over sin by willpower. We win over sin by grace. Grace is available in Christ Jesus. Sin is not the problem. Sin has been dealt with already. When John the Baptist saw Jesus... He said, behold the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. Since that time, <laughs> behold the Lamb of God he, he who took away, he took since that time, before the foundation of the earth. And then he came and actualized it by dying, practically paying the price completely. The problem is not sin, the problem is the sinner. Who refuses to get the word into his heart? Who refuses to accept grace that comes through the word and to source your thought life, I mean, the raw materials for your thought life from the word of God? Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? So, meditation is thinking, ruminating about the word, turning what God has said into your daily thinking. That's meditation. And like I said, we all meditate. It's just that we meditate on different things. Yeah. Because we think, we ruminate, we stay and muse on certain things on a regular basis. That's how to live. So meditation is, 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 is already part of our lives. I'm just saying, for your mind to be renewed, you need to meditate on the right things. You need to meditate on the right things. Your mind is like, you know, it's like a juicer. What happens is, the fruit that you put and squeeze is what determines what comes out on the other hand. Yeah. If the word of God is what is in that juicer, as you juice it, you get the, you know, the real juice out of the word of God. Not all these surface things. When you keep it there and you squeeze, you squeeze. You know what they taught, in, taught us in school, in agriculture? That there are certain kind of animals that are called ruminants or something. That they have different kind of, different stomach. When they eat first, they keep it in a particular stomach box. They will now regurgitate. They will send it back and chew it, chew it, masticate and chew again. To aid the level of digestion or the nutrient they will get from that food, they'll do that, and then send it in again, and that's what we do with the word of God, when you allow it to stay on your mind. You know the word of God can stay on your mind for the entire day. You just make up your mind, I want to think about this particular scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he said, whatever, whatsoever is good, what, what, whatever uh, things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, this is, this is how you decide what to think on, what to meditate on. He said, whatever things are true, what is true? The word of God is true. Whatever things are noble, the word of God is noble. Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praise worthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Today we meditate on all sorts of things. We think on all sorts of things. 
they don't qualify for this specification that we have in Philippians, Philippians 4, 8. They don't. That's why the scripture says in Romans 10, 17, it said, faith comes by what? And hearing by the word of God. And in the same vein, fear comes also by hearing and hearing by the word of the devil. Yeah. So when you get a medical report that is horrible, fear grips your heart. When you get a financial report or bank statement that is completely in red, fear grips your heart. But that's the time to shift position and choose to meditate on the right things. Choose to meditate on the right things. Meditation fertilizes the faith that is already in your heart. That's what it does. Have you ever been in a bad situation before and you are not used to meditating? You feel stranded. You feel hopeless. You feel stranded and hopeless. I shared in the first service an experience that I had a little over 10 years ago. My wife was pregnant for her second daughter. And I got back from work that day and I sat down. I was tired. I was looking for something to distract my mind with, just relax and all that. I decided to watch a movie. I grabbed the remote control and switched the thing on. And um, it, was a, it was a movie. So I decided to watch the movie. I can't even remember the title of the movie. And this, the scene was a man rushing his wife into the labor ward to deliver. And all of a sudden, the woman got into labor, was screaming and all that. At the end of the day, the woman pushed out. The baby was dead. And the devil spoke to me immediately. He said, this is going to happen to you. This was me going to go into the room to sleep beside a woman that would deliver in two weeks. It was a bad case. I could not sleep that night. Because that was the thought in my heart. I, you know, the raw material, it was a bad raw material. I'm telling you the truth. It was a very bad raw material. I just told myself, why did I sit on this TV? What, what kind of, you know, I was just like, ah! I, I tell you the truth and I lie not. For I battled that thing for almost more than a week. Praying until I started to meditate on God's word. You know, you know when something like that happens to you, you burn the devil and cast everything out immediately? But it's just that if you don't master how to deal with the thought, you know, the Bible says you cast down imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God's word. Cast it down. Cast it down. And then get another raw material for your thought life. So, so I started to look for something to meditate on after a few days of struggle. And I got to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. As a titer, I could stand upon that scripture. In verse 10, it says, bring all the tithes into my storehouse, you know, and all that, and prove me not. Whether there will not be, you know, more than enough. In verse 11, which is the, the, the main thing that I started to juice. Said I will rebuild the devourer for your sake, so that it will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of us. I said, this is my fruit in the ground. I, you know, I'll be, I'll be sitting down at work and I'll be thinking about it. God said he will preserve my fruit in the ground. And that scripture where it says, none shall cast their young. I said, I will not cast my young. It was a serious battle in the mind. Yeah, serious battle. And I was meditating on God's word. It got to a point I got a point of peace about it. Point of peace about it. It was about two days later that my wife delivered. A point of complete peace about it. Complete peace about it. I just knew that that attack has been weeded off. You know, 
The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, for instance, said, be, be careful for nothing. Don't fret about anything. But it said in prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And he said, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's verse 7. Then verse 8 says, whatever thing is good, whatever thing is true, if there be anything, praise what He said, think on those things. You see, after all the prayer, if you can't engage verse 8, zero. You just wasted time. That's why somebody can go for 9VG and come back from 9VG and in the morning still be crying about something that he has been thinking about. That means all that all night prayer is wasted because you cannot switch your mind and source a different raw material for your thought life. Don't be a prayer warrior that is worried. Many prayer warriors are worried. Yeah. Because one of the effects that prayer should have in your life is that it should bring peace into your heart. You maintain that peace by changing the source of your raw material for your thoughts, which is focusing on meditation in the world. After you have prayed about the job, start to meditate on the word to keep your mind steady and steadfast. After you have prayed about the marriage, start to meditate on God's word to keep your heart steady and steadfast. After you have prayed about the contract, the devil will bring contrary opinions into your heart. It will make you want to think about just one person. And if that person is not picking your call, then you won't be able to eat. Instead of allowing the devil to mess you up like that, concentrate on the word of God. Think about him when he called himself the way maker. He made a way through the wilderness. And you know, just think about wilderness. Where without a compass, you can't find your way. There are no highways in the wilderness. But the Bible says God can make highways in the wilderness. Waters to flow in the desert. <laughs> so when you start to think about that, you, you know, your mind engages it and says, ah, this must be a miracle. And it's going to happen for me too. Somebody say, me too. Yes. That's the end result of meditation. When you start to say, me too. Me too. I can see myself inside this one. I am part of it. You can imagine when peace has come to my heart about that Malacca uh, uh, 311. Ah, I said, me too, me too. I, you know, ah, I was like, the devil, you have lost. Both you and all the people who made that movie. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. It was a pure attack, I must tell you. Yeah, just an attack. Uh, except you recognize that certain things certain raw materials that come to your mind are just that's how the devil attacks you will not be able to defeat him because you just think it's happenstance but it's not Yeah, it's, it's not it's not lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and I want you to declare in your heart my heart is open for the word of God I will accept the word of God as a raw material for my thoughts. I will think on God's word. I will not look at the wind and the wave. I will not look at what is not working. I will look at the promises of God's word. My life is in God's hand, not the hand of a man. No one can curse the person that God has blessed. Don't accept in your mind that you are subject to the whims and caprices of witches and wizards. No. No one can curse the person that God has blessed. I am blessed and it is irreversible. And my blessing is all around. So my family is blessed, so my work is also blessed. I'm going to focus on God's word and think on it and create stability in my heart. When oceans rise, my eyes will stay steadfast on him. My faith will not fail. It will bring results. My faith will not fail. Glory be to Jesus.
Lift your two hands with me today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I stand in agreement with your sons and daughters. I rebuke the spirit of fear. And I command you, go in the name of Jesus. I break the hold of worry and anxiety over somebody's heart here this morning. I receive grace over you to trust God this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare today that my God strengthens your heart. The word of God will produce in your life. As you meditate on God's word this season, receive revelation knowledge. Receive the understanding of your future. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive the understanding of God's blessing over your life. Walk into a new level of fellowship with you. Walk into fresh depths with Jehovah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever cuts you off from revelation knowledge. I decree this morning. They will no longer hold sway over your destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your eyes are open. Your heart becomes receptive. In the name of Jesus. The word of God will bear fruit in your life. You will have tangible proof. From the word of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father we bless you. We give you glory and we give you praise. If you are blessed this morning. Put your hands together. Celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. I want us to bow down our heads just to give our brother.